Kilo Vault. Ace really thanks for stopping by. Our pleasure. Billy Squire. Hello, Billy. Hello there. Opens now. And welcome back inside the Kilo Vault for what is the most controversial episode ever. Should we even play it? <laughs> Two lightning rods join us today. Uh, you love them or hate them, I guess, right? Joe right. Rogan, Ted Nuji Nugent. Interviews, one 22 years old, one 34 years old, and I think it paints pictures of these guys, which show you they're the same guys they've always been, right? Right, and, and, and I mean, we just didn't notice it until now, I guess, apparently. Hey, it's me, Ross. With me is Mo. Hello. And you, you forgot that we interviewed Joe Rogan. I did. I totally spaced it out until I started to uh, look into this, and then I... I do remember, remember the I remember the stuff because it's so bad. And that's what's so cool about this vault, you know, just finding some of these things. And this is one that I'm so glad we found because right. uh, I, I remember it obviously because I was a huge fan back then, and I still love Joe Rogan to this day. And it got him to do one of my favorite bits, and the interview know, went over really good. And, and I still harken back, I was like, man, I wish I still had that interview, especially yeah. now with Joe Rogan being a you know, multi-millionaire, if not billionaire, and yeah. and obviously controversial. After uh, after I thought about it for a minute, I remember you playing for me some of this stuff off of his new album, at the time new album, yeah. and it, I was embarrassed uh. sitting with you listening to this. It was it, so bad. It is uncomfortable. And now it's uncomfortable. you're going to have to search it. It's on YouTube if you want one of uh, one of his Cringy. bits we're going to talk about Ugh. with Joe Rogan here in a minute. Uh, we'll also spend some quality time from uh, 1988. Yeah, now I was a fan of Ted Nugent, so this was cool. I do remember this. I wasn't working here yet. But I do remember this interview, and I think he was the coolest guy ever. At the time in high school, we all, all of us that were what they call straight edge now, the ones that didn't do drugs, we always referred to Ted Nugent going, well, if Ted Nugent doesn't do drugs, why do I need to? He's high on life. <laughs> See, that's what I said. I respect Ted Nugent all, but the fact that the guy's never crushed a beer, I, I, can't, right. I can't fully trust the it guy. It is kind of weird now. I cannot fully Looking trust back, the guy. yeah. So let's get controversial. We go to the year 2000 for quality time with Joe Rogan. Get ready to cringe, join us bud. on the morning show yeah. uh, to talk up his new album, which just came out. I think it was his debut album in the year 2000. He's had several since, wow. and obviously tons of Netflix specials and more. Well, let's do it. It's Joe Rogan from uh, the year 2000 inside the Keto hey, Vault. We got a funny guy on the phone, Woo! ladies and gentlemen. Your uh, headliner is a uh, favorite at women's prisons and mental institutions. Please welcome Joe Rogan. Yeah. Mr. Joe Rogan, where you at anyway, buddy? Hey, I'm in L.A. What's happening? Los Angeles, California. Newark, boring. Yes. Gone bad, huh? Yes. Yes. What's happening? Hey, welcome to the show, man. I'm a big fan of yours. Uh, first Thank got, you very much. Got a load of you on some of the little uh, Comedy Central, and they actually used to play comedians, you know, a long time ago. Oh, that's a long time ago, So, and of course, news radio fame, and now you got the uh, new disc, quite possibly titled, by the way, I'm Going to Be Dead Someday. <laughs> Good outlook on life there, Joe. Mm, well, it's just factual. Factual. It's fact. So uh, how the hell is Los Angeles this morning? Uh, it's warm. It's early, too, like, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's well, 8 o'clock. Not warm. Not early for some people. Yes. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, like, you know, 80 and sunny every day. It's great. You're living the life. How long have you been out there for? When did you move out from uh, Jersey? Six years ago. Six mm -hmm. years? Yeah, I've been here for six years. And tell us your story. How'd you get into the whole thing? Because I, I got your bio in front of me, but it'd be well, funny you're coming from Well, I got into comedy because my friends talked me into it. And I got into <laughs> acting kind of like uh, just luck. Well, what did you do before? I mean, you could have been a serious contender as far as ass kicker, right? Well, I used to teach martial arts for a living. Oh, wow. I, used to do. Yeah, I won the U.S. Open Taekwondo Championships in really? 1987, and I used to be Massachusetts State Champion like for four years. For full contact, too. This isn't yeah. like jump stuff. No, this is, this isn't stuff. Karate Kid stuff. This is full deal. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, but uh, I I was doing that, and uh, that's actually how I got into comedy. And my friends, uh, I would work out with my friends and make them laugh in the locker room, and that's uh, literally how I got into comedy. <laughs> Did you ever scare them in the locker room, Joe? Uh, scare them? Yeah, well, I, I've been playing their CD for uh, <laughs> Mo and uh, our intern, Mihoff. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 played, I played them the getting pumped, and they didn't get it as... Uh, no, I don't, I don't understand that. <laughs> they were both... You don't understand what? I'm laughing my ass I, off. I, They're I, like... Oh my God! Oh my, it's like, oh my God! It's like, no, it was funny. It is funny, but it's it's something we can't put on the radio for well, uh, uh, listeners. Nobody can put getting pumped on the radio no. in full form. But no, yeah, that even makes if it makes you feel any better, that bit even makes me uncomfortable. And I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to it. and I go, Oh my God! Especially after they put sound effects in it. Oh, yeah. I know. Okay. That's the worst part. The <laughs> oh, that is disgusting. Oh, oh, very uh, good. Production. But you know what? It all came out of uh, the guy who plays uh, my buddy in it right. uh, is uh, my friend Brian. In real, him and uh, I were we're always goofing about these guys at the gym that are always complimenting each other and, like, uh-huh. touching each other's backs and stuff. And I'm like, this is so gay. I don't care what anybody says. These guys are shaving their legs. Like, what are they doing? And uh, it just came out of that. Like, you know, I'd, I'd always be, you know, like, goofing with him. Like, dude, like, what's going on with your back? Like, it looks huge. Like, muscular and everything. He'd be like, really? You think? And that's, from there, is where I wrote it, you know? It's, it's and, and folks who have no idea what I'm talking about, funny. it's the first opening it's, track on my it album. It smacks you right. One of the most disgusting things you've ever heard in your life. Yeah. Now, did you play this for your mom and dad? Yeah, my mom and dad love it. They endorse it. Really. 100%. So my mom and dad actually have heard it, and they were like, what is wrong with you? What did we do? <laughs> what did we do wrong? You know, there's a scene in from it when Harry met Sally where uh, Meg Ryan has to fake, fake an one, basically. And, and you're amazing in this. I mean, you're almost as good as her. Well, thank you very <laughs> yeah, much. i got to be honest with that you. Means, that means a lot. It was realistic, oh, as, as, ama- as amazing as I've ever heard it. Well, thank you. Sure. Uh, like I said, Have you ever heard a guy fake an orgasm with you? Uh, not this far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've read somewhere that 25% of guys fake orgasms. I'm like... I've heard well, that who too. the hell are they and what the hell is wrong with them? <laughs> hey, maybe someone's a little too drunk to go all the way, okay? Maybe that's you, dude. All right. What did I sense a little cover-up there? There's nothing wrong with that. It's a little defensiveness. I had a friend that might have had to spit on someone's back just to pretend. Ew. There's nothing wrong with that, Joe. Oh, man, that is negative. <laughs> Hey, I, I got a big favor to ask you, man. A big favor? I, I, yeah, I, I want—I don't want to put you on the spot or nothing, but long ago when Mad TV, the first season, you were on for a little bit. Right. You did one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life, Julia Childs and a raccoon. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Can, Julia Child having sex with a raccoon. Can you do that for us? Uh, I think I can. All right, here, I'll try, all right? This is great. Oh, <laughs> 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 It doesn't really work at all. It's better on, on man. visual. I, had that, I carried that sound bite with me for years in my little uh, studio file, man. And every time I need a chuckle, turn that one on. Oh, bon appetit. Oh. Thank you very much. Stuff. You do great work, man. Oh, that's so sweet. Hey, another question. You ever sniff glue with Andy Dick? Uh, no, never sniff glue with him. Oh. a little crack. Yeah. No. No, I never sniff glue with him. Why, does he sniff glue? I don't know. No. I think whatever hey, he can get what, his hands on, I think. He's actually sober, Andy. supposedly, yeah. now. Oh, really? Yeah, supposedly he doesn't do anything now. He's a squirrely little guy. You had a bunch of weird characters there on news radio when you guys were they were a bunch of weird people was that fun was that your first tv experience besides like uh stand-up stuff no i did another show before that called hardball that was on uh fox uh-huh. and hardball was uh it was kind of it kind of sucked <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was canceled really quickly Uh-oh. like we did like six episodes and then it was done yeah but um 
the, uh, the the difference was that news radio was really fun and really fun to do. Okay. Yeah, it must have been a blast. I mean, it always seemed like, and I just finally came across you guys on uh, reruns. I'm not sure exactly. Maybe it's USA again or something like that. Uh, yeah, I think they're playing them on A and E actually now. A and E has it. Yeah. Are you getting a little kickback there, Joe? Oh yeah, baby! Yeah. That's all about the residuals. Yeah. <laughs> all about the residuals, bitch. It's a beautiful, <laughs> it's a beautiful to get thing. Your residuals, man. Well, what else are you going to be doing? Are you going to be on tour for this one? You know, for the album? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm constantly touring. Uh, I have not been to. Uh, well, you know what? I, I go like almost everywhere, uh-huh. uh, and I'll go almost everywhere once. But I haven't been to Colorado Springs yet. Yeah. I've been to Denver. Have you? Have you already yeah. been? Oh man, are you gonna come back around? Yeah, I'm gonna be in Denver in March, I think. Okay, I'll cool. tell you what. We'll be back in touch with you. We'll get something set up. Get a bus go up there or something. All right, baby. This disc is great. I mean, I'd love to play more on the radio, but you understand uh, we can't do that with Restrictions all these. I totally and understand. So, yeah, yeah, but uh, funny stuff all the way around, man. My uh, your outlook's on white trash, by the way. Beautiful. Beautiful. Money, you like that? Yeah, we're in the center of White Trashville, my Hell friend. You are in yeah. I went to Colorado Springs at the Olympic Training Center in 1986. Yeah. Did you really for your Taekwondo? Huh? Yeah. Well, I wasn't on the on the team then, uh-huh. but uh, I went up there to see a big, um, there was a big uh, tournament up there, the World Cup Taekwondo Championships. So I went up there and I got to train up there for a little while. It's Very cool. I can't know how the hell you guys breathe up there. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough, huh? Very tough. Pretty bizarre. You get used to it. A lot man. of training. I did. Uh, uh, I was in uh, Aspen last year too for the Aspen Comedy Festival. Mm-hmm, right. Like people were doing stand up on stage, like getting winded. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. Dice Clay, forget about it over here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe, really a pleasure to talk to you, man. Been a, a fan really of yours for a while. Really pleasure to talk to you guys, too. We'll be in touch, and we'll see you real soon, okay? All right, take it easy. Everybody, check out the new disc. It is out in stores right now. It's Rogan Someday, or excuse me, I'm going to be dead someday. someday, or vice versa. I'm dyslexic. I hear you, baby. Joe, thank you very much, my friend. Thank you. Take care, guys. All right, everybody, Bye. Joe Rogan, the <laughs> man. Check him out, JoeRogan.net. I told you that... Uh, it is funny. Raccoon thing, some funny, funny stuff. How does huh? he do that? Man? I don't That's know. Amazing. He's a gifted, gifted artist. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll uh, getting pumped. <laughs> That's going to get massive views now. <laughs> I don't think you can do that today. Ever. Could you do that today? I mean, I you can't know. say it's, half I mean, the stuff he says. Right. I don't know. It's it's I, interesting. Yeah, it's so no. funny to look look back at movies, Blazing Saddles, and stuff like that. It's like, wait, that you know, if right? that try to get made today, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Why? And this is one of those things when you look back in time and you think. Man, I wish I had had the ideas he had. Because, you know, of course, now he's a billionaire and we are, are not. So, And you, so you totally forgot you once complimented Joe Rogan on how good his fake orgasm was. Right, I know. You didn't even remember that. You know, See? I wonder if he remembers. Maybe I ought to call him. <laughs> so funny. We do so much stuff, though. It's easy to forget some it's of these things. so easy to that forget. That was awesome. That was an awesome find right there. What about that raccoon bit, huh? Oh, my God. I do remember that. I remember being embarrassed. Uh, You put it in the CD player in the studio, and I remember going, oh, we can't play that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All kinds of awesome. All right. Now, let's get to the uh, second of our lightning rods as we get controversial here on the Keto Vault. And 1988, Ted Nugent. Rolling through for a concert, you said you, you saw. I did. If not this show, it was this it right was, around that it time. It was before that. He was at, um, uh, I think they called it McNichols Arena or Mile High. I'm not sure, but inside, he did nothing. He, I don't think he sang at all. He just ran around with his guitar and climbed every speaker <laughs> all the way up to the rafters. It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. Motor City Madman. Motor City Madman. And he is exactly who he is today. This is 34 years ago, but yeah. still just slick. It's like talking fast. And again, very cringy. Gibberish. Very cringy. It gets a little cringy. It's very yeah. interesting. We'll talk about that in a moment. It's uh, the Nuge. It's the Nuge here inside the Keto Vault. This is Larry Gates, and with me via telephone this evening is uh, Ted Nugent. 
Hi, Larry. Hello, Ted. How you doing? <laughs> that sounded great. That old Joe Ross stuff's cool, huh? Yeah, you like that, huh? <laughs> sure. We used to play together back in the 60s, man. It's kind of cute. Yeah. Hey, well, how you doing, Larry? I'm doing just fine. Where are you? I'm in Michigan as we speak. All right. What's happening out there, man? Well, it's kind of Colorado-ish out here. We got a little bit of winter still kind of lingering around. It looks kind of spring-like. I've got one day off from the rock and roll dog abuse. Uh, I was in Tulsa last night. They're still, scre- they're still kind of scraping the streets for uh, torsos. And now <laughs> I'm getting ready to come out your way. All right. Yeah, you'll be here Saturday. You'll be it's in true. Denver at the Paramount Theater. You uh, got any surprises for the fans here in Colorado when you come out? Oh, basically it's a guaranteed ass-cracking, you know what I mean? We're uh-huh. going to basically just come there and rock and roll like good doggies from the Midwest. They all know what to expect, and I know what to expect, and we'll probably all just kind of sweat in harmony. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a real get-down party, I know. Yeah, you know, it's always fun in games, man. Uh, I heard a rumor, I don't know how true it is, that uh, you're opening up a vegetarian restaurant in Los Angeles? Yeah, that's no, what we're doing is we're opening up a restaurant and we're serving vegetarians. And I don't mean we're giving them food, I mean we're serving vegetarians. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only serious. No, actually, it was kind of a joke. Uh, when I was out recording the uh, If You Can't Lick Em, Lick Em album, uh-huh. story of my life, it, when I was out in Los Angeles, all 1987, I couldn't get a good slab of steak, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd go out to the hills on weekends and uh, uh, shoot coyotes with my bow and arrow, but uh, they just didn't kind of barbecue up the way I like them. <laughs> so I wanted to start my own restaurant out there and actually make a good uh, meat eatery where I could supply like game meat and some good organically grown steaks, but uh, it's just on the drawing boards now. Uh-huh. Well, you know, we got great steak in Colorado. Man. I know it. I if, can't wait. I'm if you can't find there. one. If I'm going to come and beef out. All right. If you can't find one in Denver, come to my house. Because yeah? It's always good to eat in my house, okay? Well, you know, what the, you know, back here in the Midwest, we always see them Montford trucks coming out here and running everybody off the highway, so I know Coloradoans have a good attitude. <laughs> <laughs> the new LP, if you can't lick them, lick them, there's a, a girl on the cover here. You know, Isn't there, though? You know, you know who she is? Story of my life. Yeah, that's a good it, friend of mine. Her name is Pam Heitzman. Kind of cute story. You got time for the story? I got time, man. Well, Pam and I, <clears throat> Pam's a, a, a wonderful, long-legged, fine-ass wench from uh, Montana. Mm. And uh, I was out, like I said, out recording the new album, all of 1987. And I'd go out every night or so, and we'd find these places to jam, play the blues, and play a little R&B, and kind of get down in the wee hours of the morning, keep our attitudes right. You know what I mean, Lair? I do, I do. <laughs> and uh, there's all these uh, celebrity get-downs and these functions within the industry make me want to gag. And uh, they invite me when I'm out there. Uh, because basically, when I'm not out there, I'm back here in Michigan playing normal white man. And uh, But when I'm out there, I figured, hey, why not? Live it up. Fun and games. The American Constitution's right of pursuit of happiness. So uh, they invited me to this big uh, celebrity bowl-a-rama, get-down, boogie-woogie, bonzo, bowling alley thing. And uh, I went there that night, and I, I even got clean jeans on for the occasion, man. I couldn't believe it. Oh, wow. Talking about formal. And uh, I went, and as soon as I walked in, of course, there's all this hairspray. I wanted a gay. And there's all, every rock and roll dog under the sun was there, including me. And uh, as, as soon as I walked into the place, they had hired a few models just to kind of give a glow to the place, you know. Uh-huh. And as soon as I walked in, I looked across the room over all these decking and escaped rock and roll felon mongrel dog whoppers, and here is this glowing, gorgeous, fine-ass witch. And I said, yeah, this is going to be a fun night. I I don't even bowl, so I don't know. So I walked over to this girl, and she turned out to be Pam, and uh, she's like six foot one. She's just, she's got legs for days, man. She looks like a tall, cool one. Yeah, tall, cool one. I gave her a tall, cool one. And uh, I went up, and uh, I wasn't really into the bowl of rama get down. 
So basically, make a long story short, <laughs> which I hate to do, but uh, Pam and I just became good friends when it came time to projecting my vision for the album cover. You know, the whole American tradition of if you can't lick them, lick them, standing up for what you believe in. I knew that she looked like a fighting kind of gal. Yeah. So uh, I orchestrated a <laughs> I orchestrated a, a photo session and invited Pam in, got out my little camera, and uh, we did it. And I thought she did a fine job. Did you knock her out, man? She is a she's a keep she's a keeper. She's a knockout anyway, huh? Yeah, she is. She's a keeper. We're gonna have to bring her out here for the duck season, put her to work plucking. Well, here you are on the back here, on the back of the album, <laughs> looking with uh, looking like you're in in uh, heaven, man. You I'm in. That's what we call. Face. That's what we call the Nugent lifestyle debris, as uh -huh. poured out of a blender. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's kind of kind of decadent, kind of cute, kind of American, kind of nude. What do you think, Larry? You think it's okay? I love it, man. Is that your house? Yes, that's one of the what we call what we affectionately call the hunting room uh -huh. in the house. Basically, we didn't do much uh, maneuvering to get that picture organized. We just kind of like shoved things around a little bit. My son and I shoot. Uh, we have a target range in the living room that goes into that room, uh -huh. and we shoot twenty twos and we shoot our bows and arrows every night before we go to bed. See who shoots the best. Well, that that must make the cleanup people kind of happy. There are no cleanup people. You're talking to the cleanup people, Larry. I do. Messing, I do the cleaning. I even, I I do everything myself. Well, are all these guitars on the back, do they all belong to you? Yeah, that's only just the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. Now, I've got I've got over a hundred guitars, but all we had in the house that day was about forty. So we put them banditos in there. My goodness. We have my utilitarian guitars, then we have my my antique collectibles, and then we've got basically my Destructo Derby masterpieces. And those in there are a combination of the Destructo Derby crank masters and my uh, utilitarian on the road fellow human being self-abuse axes and uh you know i got my axe together so to speak uh -huh. <laughs> there's probably a story behind each one i know What's there the... is a story behind each one and a fine woman behind each one and a story behind each fine woman and i'm usually behind them which is your favorite my favorite guitar right now is a is a wonderful instrument that i helped design with a gentleman by the name of paul reed smith out of the washington dc area uh over in maryland actually and uh Paul makes what is, without question, the finest electric guitar in America today. It can be uh, heard. Sometimes I almost think he works in collaboration with Black & Decker because of the tones. They uh -huh. kind of draw your eyeballs. Um, and uh, Paul's, uh, Paul's just got some classic guitars, man. They're just really special things. All guitar players, as soon as they pick them up, they all know they got the feel. And I used it almost exclusively on Little Miss Dangerous, and God, did she love that. Yeah. <laughs> and I also used it uh, uh, extensively on the If You Can't Lick Em, Lick Em, Scratch Master. Well, we love the new album, Ted well, Nugent. I appreciate it, Larry. You'll be uh, here in, in Denver on Saturday. Won't and that be fun? I know you love the outdoors, man. You'd probably like to stay in Colorado just for the hunting, would you? I do. I come out to Colorado usually in September for the uh, archery deer and elk season. I haven't been in a few years, but I, uh, I've, I've shot some pretty nice deer out in Colorado, and uh, we're always auditioning for new album cover uh, potential, so you never know. There's some seasons that never close, Larry. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Some 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 things are always in season. And man. no bag limit. God, am I appreciative of that. Don't you just love this country? Yeah, well, I really do like Colorado, man. I got a real affection for Colorado, not only because it serves as a therapeutic maneuver for me in and around the rock and roll, but I got a great tradition, man. The times we played McNichols Arena and all the different places in Colorado, especially there in Denver, it's always a major ass-kicking, man, and I always have the time of my life, and I thank everybody there for that. Really? Yeah. Uh, we're going to play a new song from the album. It's called She Drives Me Crazy. Crazy. Before we do, why don't you tell me a little bit about that one? Well, I was putting the album together all through 1987. And, uh, you know, life consists of the ups and the downs and the roller coasters. Uh, but it seems like, <laughs> like in 1987, man, there was uh, 
and an abundance of fun and games and God, fun and games are my specialties, you know. Uh-huh. Both the funs and the games, and uh, <laughs> there's a romantic element to any real good rock and roll. Rock and roll is pretty damn sexy for my dollar, and uh, there's some beautiful girls out there. And, uh, uh, there certainly are. Can, what can I say, Larry? I'm a I'm a fool for a fine woman. Well, and she drives me crazy. I guess so, man. I'm, I'm right in line behind you, then. All you know? right, well, you'll have a long wait. We'll see you Saturday night, Ted. It'll be my pleasure, Larry. Live Thanks. it up, man. Give my best them rock and roll doggies out there. You betcha. And thanks Adios. for talking with us on the radio. All right, see, but it's like talking, some non-sequiturs mixed mm-hmm. in there. Um, what do you think? So someone calls you a fine ass wench. Well, yeah. What do you? Well, you know, how do you, you take had that me one there? At fine ass, and then you lost me <laughs> at wench. wench. <laughs> you were a fine ass wench. wench. Oh, man, <laughs> quite the ladies' man. Yeah. What's that? Was, dude, what does though. that mean? I'll give her a tall, cool one. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh um, man, gross. Anyway, you got to pull up the album cover mm-hmm. for if you can't lick them, lick them. Yeah. To get an idea. And, and um, in those days, I mean, was, I mean, I was a kid, man. That right. was you would gravitate as a kid to. A hot chick on the cover of an album because that, that signified that album was awesome. Uh-huh. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> at the very least, you at least had a cool album cover. And I'm sure as a kid, you probably th- thought to yourself, man, that is a tall, cool wench. What is it? <laughs> what do you say? It's a, cool. no, it's a fine-ass wench. Fine-ass wench. Or, is a, is or a I'll give her kid. the tall, cool one. <laughs> so yeah, as a 13-year-old kid, you probably went, wow, what a tall-ass wench that is. <laughs> But it was. It was a hot album cover back in 1988. Nowadays, eh, you know. Well, he's always been attacking vegetarians, yeah. shooting guns in the house. Yep. And he's always eating what he shoots and only eats what he shoots. Both guy's those crazy. guys, they, they are who they are, man. Yeah. Joe Rogan, Ted Nugent, in the most controversial episode yet. Oh. Until we find more. Yeah, until till the next one. <laughs> till the next one. Mo, thanks for being here. Yeah, you bet. And thanks for being a part of the Keto Vault. If you like what we do, share it, subscribe, rate it. We are starting to get some five-star ratings in, Mo. What? Yes. And uh, if you want to email, you got anything to add to it, The Vault at kilo943.com. And thanks for joining us inside the Kilo Vault.